everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Group podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Today, we want to talk about the topic of marketing on a limited budget. Today, you have your hosts, Nathan and Michael Moore. Mike? How's it going? It's going good. Uh, This is a topic I'm excited about because marketing on a limited budget is almost like an oxymoron in itself. (laughs) It can can be done. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, First question, what are some of the ways that you see uh, churches market themselves? We'll start with that. Yeah, so churches and businesses, organizations as a whole, you see several different uh, avenues or streams of, of marketing. Obviously, you have direct mailer is still a big one. We get junk mail. Um, it seems like every day we have something from some organization, some life insurance company, some other church, some uh, new restaurant that's opening. Uh, so you've got direct mailers, you have door hankers. That's one that we've seen a lot of, and maybe it's because we're more of an uh, urban setting. So a lot of like Chinese restaurants and pizza restaurants are dropping stuff off at our house at least once or twice a week. Uh, you've got yard signs, you've got billboards, you have got uh, social media, you've got radio ads, TV ads, the the list goes on and on and on and on. And and some of the things we see in the capital region of New York is uh, there are people who have marketed and branded themselves very, very well. For instance, if you're in New York, I can say, this is huge. Yeah, everyone knows that. And you know exactly who I'm talking about. Or I can say, call 1-800-LAW-1010, not like I'm a great singer, that but every, been around a while too. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone everyone knows those things. And these are these are great businesses that have marketed themselves extremely, extremely well. Uh, using both um, commercials and uh, uh, you know, web web traffic, all that other stuff. And they've just kind of gotten their brand in front of you and their little jingle and and it's kind of become a something that is talked about at families. And it's honestly it's a joke. And so if you know who I'm talking about right now, you you're probably laughing if you're from New York or South Florida. So uh, so those are just some of the few ways Uh, churches. I feel like sometimes churches as a whole, at least in our area, are not the best at marketing. And so that's what I really want to want to dive into today. Um, To be honest with you, I feel like a lot of time churches are marketing and their marketing, their graphics are out to date. Um, they don't have a good logo, their websites are not good. And so you point people back to a landing page or you point people back to a social media click or something along those lines. And it, it brings you to this, this post or this picture or this graphic that honestly looks like it should be from the seventies or eighties clip arc. Um, like, Hey, come to our church. Um, and it's got a, like a dove and the uh, flying over a river and the glory coming down through Real generic. Yeah. yeah just, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and so I feel like churches, uh, at least in our neck of the woods in the Northeast ha- are missing out of this huge potential of marketing. And I think it can be done. Actually, I know it can be done and it can be done on a limited budget. Uh, even if your budget is just, you know, you, you're a small church, small organization, and let's say it's less than $100,000 a year, you can still do a lot of marketing uh, on a limited budget. So before I go to the next question, can you give us just some quick numbers of what you would consider a limited budget? So you probably know numbers of something that's you know not a limited budget, but just so people know when we say limited, kind of the range you're talking about. Yeah. So let's say, let's say I know a brewery, actually, uh, just talking with them um, about how they run their organization and business and stuff like that. A local brewery who has tapped into uh, incredible marketing 
Uh, now, this is a several hundred thousand dollar a year brewery, and their marketing budget a month is three hundred dollars. Oh, wow. and they're knocking it out of the wow. park with a three hundred dollar budget because they've learned the power of marketing to the next generation. Wow, that's good. So, is three hundred dollars what you'd consider like limited and doing it right? Uh, it, yeah, I would definitely say I would definitely say so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think everything is relative depending on the size of your church or organization. Oh, sure, uh, event, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and so I think it obviously it is relative. Uh, I heard one statistic out there that as far as churches, churches should be spending five percent of their budget towards marketing. Um, I'll be honest with you, we're not quite there yet. We are not far from that. Uh, and I think next year that'll probably be our goal. Um, but in, in the reason 5%, you may say, oh, you're spending 5% on, on marketing. Well, that isn't reaching people. Well, ultimately you, you are reaching people through marketing and then they come into your church, they get plugged in, they get saved, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, uh, even if you have to label it as, um, missions or, or outreach or something along those lines, that money is going to change somebody's life. And so, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. So, so what are some ways that, uh, a church or organization can actually market on this limited budget? Yeah. So first and foremost, I would say website. I want to start with website and SEO. I do not know. And this is, I'd love for you to tap into this. So easy nowadays just to start out with. Like if you talk to a church 10, 15 years ago, you probably could give this advice about doing a website on a cheap budget. Yeah. And I would web, I'd say our website outside of personal invite is our front door to the church. And so you can, for a whopping $150 through Wix.com, I, you're shaking your head. All right. I'll, I, uh, I, just a quick note. I have, I have a personal hatred towards Wix. You're a WordPress if, guy, if right? I, I'm leaning away from WordPress. But if you want a site like Wix to do the same thing, please choose Squarespace over Wix. Okay. Well, we use Wix. <laughs> we we, we use Wix, and, but uh, but Wix dot com is extremely user friendly, and it's I mean it's somewhere of, in the neighbor of one hundred and fifty to one hundred and eighty dollars a year. It comes with a free email, um, and you can create an unlimited amount of pages, and then you can go in there, and you can Google how to do SEO. For instance, our na- the name of our church is City Church. Um, City Church is the name of our church, but we put City Church Albany on everything because whenever someone types in churches near Albany, well, two of the three words that they just typed in pop up, and we are usually, uh, more times than not, the first or the second church that pops up. The only time a church usually pops up before us is if they have a paid ad, and it's because we've learned that if we're in Albany, uh, we are going, or even near Albany in this case, um, we're, we're going to put that everywhere so that the SEO picks up. And here's the thing. All of that's free. It's a little bit of legwork, but even today, we had three people at our Albany location who came in to church. One couple was traveling from Vermont to Tennessee on, on family vacation, and they said, we Googled churches in Albany, and you guys were the first one that popped up, and so we decided to come. Another guy who's driving about 35, 40 minutes today, uh, he looked for churches in his his neighborhood, uh, down downstate a little, uh, couldn't find anything, and so he said, well, let me try Albany, and he typed in churches in Albany, first one that popped up. Another people, another group, they had just moved here, um, same thing. And so here today, on to, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday, today we literally had three people that I personally talked to who found us out through our website. We have spent $150 on our website and we just do SEO correctly. And now, what does SEO even stand for? Because I can't even tell you that. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. So the way all uh, search engines work, and I'll try to get not too technical, but 
the way Google, Yahoo, Bing populate the results is they send out what's called robot crawlers. It's kind of weird, but yeah, they're they're crawlers that basically just go to your website and pick up text from the page. So they'll pick up stuff of like how many images you have, what that what's in you know header tags, so the bigger text on the page, paragraph tags, and then they'll look for specific tags, which is this SEO thing that kind of like keywords to help them understand what's actually on your site. And you and you can do that per each individual page, correct? You can do that per per page, per listing, per blog post, per you name it. Yeah. yeah and, and so example, I know one that we did uh, a few years back was was Christmas. And so we were very intentional on our words for a Christmas Eve experience, Christmas Eve service, gathering, whatever. And we had a lot of people come in for Christmas Eve because we were intentional through a website that ultimately we had already paid for for 150 bucks a year. Yeah, there's a lot of things that comes in the search engine and there's so SEO is the one that's been around probably the longest that everyone looks into. The next thing that uh, Google is the big push on it, but that they're starting to look for is uh, as simple as if you don't have an SSL cert on your on your website, you're going to get knocked off the results within the next year. So what is SSL? So uh, when you go to make a credit card payment, you look to make search HTTPS, the browser says secure, all that stuff. Gotcha. They're pushing for a secure internet. So if your website doesn't have it, they flag you by not putting you in the top results. So that's yeah. one that is a new one that's upcoming too. Super yeah. easy because SSL certs are like 30 bucks a year or free if you know what you're doing. Right. And and then um, uh, another one is how often do you update your website? And so I, I go on a church's website and I see that they have stuff from 2016 as their up and coming events. Clearly, they're not updating it. You're losing traffic. Google flags it. They know that you're not doing it. And so you're going to get bumped further down and down and down and down. And here's the thing. We don't pay a specialist to do this. We don't have uh, this massive college degree behind SEO. We just have a few people who are very intentional about making sure that our words and our language uh, that match the culture of our church is correct on the website. And it drives people into the front door. Yeah, no, that's good. You definitely don't need someone professional. You kind of just need someone with that marketing mindset even to just make sure, as you said, we just tag Albany at the end of, of City Church and you know churches near Albany, we just hit two out of the three. So it's really just being intentional and thinking through your wording rather than all this technical knowledge. Yeah, and, and then uh, some of the other things that churches can do on a limited budget that we have done is social media. And I would say social media is the new way to, um, to, to market out, to get your, your brand, to, to get your organization, your event, your church, whatever it is out there and, and do it well. Like don't, don't just post a, a random picture of a butterfly and be like, come and join us at 10 a.m. next Sunday. Be intentional, like get pictures of your community, get pictures of your city, get pictures of you guys serving, of you guys worshiping post those online. And, and here's the thing, people sell people. And so whenever people in your congregation or in your organization see themselves on social media, they're going to like it, they're going to share it, which then um, it gears up to, to where your algorithms, am I saying that right? Yeah, algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. So where it, it bumps up even more. Uh, and then you have more people, more people viewing it. So those are those are a few things that um, those I would say are probably the two biggest social media and website are the two biggest marketing opportunities for an extremely, extremely small budget. And if you do social media well, it's free. Yeah. And as you just said, so everything we just listed other than having a volunteer or a staff member do it, you just listed $180 most out of your budget for a year. Yeah. For a year. So uh, can you give us a few examples of marketing that city church has done, you know, free ones included. 
Yeah, so I'll talk about social media real quick. We um, So for Easter two years ago, we did Easter at the Armory, which is a large venue. And uh, what we did is we simply just made a graphic that said Easter at the Armory, and we got up on a Sunday, and we asked everyone in our church, hey, can you guys change your, your social media profile picture for the next four weeks to this Easter at the Armory. So every time you comment, every time you like, every time you tweet, every time you, whatever it may be, that is your image. And it was it, it was what we were using. And so we had, you know, I'm throwing out a number, roughly 200 people that changed their Facebook uh, or social media picture. And so that's 200 people who are marketing for you for free. That's, that's a, great simple example yeah it's like the same as someone doing a like or something like that and reaching those people so you're having a network reach a network kind of mm-hmm. thing and it's you're not paying for the ad you're just having people in your congregation do it for you yeah and uh so that's that's one way that we have uh done stuff another way that we've done stuff is through social media we've done giveaways and so uh, hey, here's a new series about uh, X, Y, and Z, The War of Grace or Colossians or whatever. This is what we're going to be covering. Tag three people um, that need to hear this series and, and enter for a chance to win a $100 gift card to Amazon. So it's costing us $100, but then you have 40 or 50 people who in the comments tag their friends. Well, you just reached a whole mass amount of people uh, through through a hundred dollar gift card that you're giving away. You're not even paying a social media company. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, even with maybe free stuff that we do? I know you said the the pictures, but anything else that we kind of yeah. And and so on a, on a more of a more of an outreach side, uh, we get involved in events in our community, and we just try to make our presence known in our community. So Lark Fest, um, Champagne in the Park, which is a phenomenal event in Albany. Um, the Memorial Day Parade in Rensselaer for our Rensselaer campus, um, uh, Art on Lark, um, uh, there's another one I can't think of, but I'm drawing a blank right now. First Fridays, yeah. whatever, whatever it may be. Yep. It's, it's, it's free stuff that's going on in the community, and, and more likely than not, if you're a church or a non-for-profit, you can enter into those things, enter into the community events uh, for free or almost next to nothing. And so maybe you have to pay $100. But for us, LarkFest is going to see sixty to 80,000 people in an eight-hour period. We would be dumb if we were not there having at least a t- an information table set up for people to ask questions. And I would say that's probably one of the biggest outreaches, if you want to call it that, that we've done as far as person-to-person contact in a public setting where we've had more people come to our church through LarkFest than any other outreach, so to speak, that we've done. Yeah, and I think that person-to-person thing is a good thing to mention. Whether it's a free event or kind of, as you said, just 100 bucks for an event, but you get that sixty to 8000 maybe you have an info booth. Um, even if you're on social media, uh, I know this is a, a huge thing that's up and coming for especially companies out of Silicon Valley and some of the other bigger ones is like after they do a tweet for a, a giveaway or something like that, uh, it's not like a you know you can schedule social media posts and all that other stuff, but you can tell that they have staff behind it. So if someone tweets back a question or something like that, you have that responsiveness back. So I don't know what in terms that does for marketing, but it at least makes you uh, look more than just an automated computer sending out you know, promotional messages here and there. If someone responds right. back with a question or something like that, it shows that you're engaging back. 
Right. And, and something else that, you know, we, we've done before is, so we did a, we did a campaign, I am hashtag, I am city church. And what we would do is anytime we saw someone, whether uh, we were friends with them or not, whether they liked our page or not, uh, with the hashtag, I am city church, meaning they were attending and they used that hashtag and posted a picture or whatever we went on and we liked it. And so we engaged with our audience, uh, which helped ultimately build our, our rapport. And, and let me, let me just say, let me just say this. This is another one that, that we recently have started doing. And, and it's through an organization called Causely. Uh, and it serves both two purposes. Is Each month we have an opportunity to partner with a nonprofit organization uh, by getting people to check in or to tag uh, our church location through, um, through social media. So check in uh, Michael Moore at City Church, whatever it may be. And so what happens is you have 200 or whatever X amount of people who all at once end up checking in and literally your, your, uh, the impressions that go out at that moment is, is insane. And so just for today, which there are a lot more people than this there. So just for today's check-in, we had 47 people check in on Facebook. We reached 16,000 people from 47 people checking in today on Facebook. Um, and what, what that does and the way it is now is every 10 check-ins goes to buy a pair of shoes. And so literally you're helping people in third world countries or in impoverished countries um, and you're getting your name out there and people see that you're actually doing good and you're able to reach a mass amount of people because everyone's doing it, um, doing it all at once. And so that's, and, uh, that's something that we actually budget out of our mission budget. It's not a lot. It's like uh, I want to say 60 maybe $70. Uh, month and we'll, we'll actually link to them in the show notes to where you can go check them out and so they have they have great rates for churches and they honestly last month we provided 7500 gallons of water to people overseas just from facebook check-ins yeah no that's great it's an outreach thing but at the same time social media push to help grow those numbers and even you know outreach more at the end of the day yeah definitely uh so where do you see the future of marketing for a church going all digital yeah I, I really see all digital. I yeah. think so with our Rensselaer campus, we will probably do a mailer um, just because the community is a little bit older demographic. It's more of a hometown uh, for Albany. If we did a mailer, it would fall flat on its face. We would get zero traction from it. So I would say a majority of uh, your marketing budget should be used on social media ads and website. And so Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, that's that's really honestly that's I, I see it all going digital. We live in a digital society and the church needs to get up to date with the digital society that we live in. Yeah, very true. Uh, how can a a church who maybe uh, hasn't thought about marketing or is kind of new to being a church or whatever the situation might be? How can a church get started on marketing? All right. So first and foremost, before you start just posting a bunch of stuff on Facebook or posting it or doing a mailer or making yard signs or whatever it is, have a good logo. Like, and I mean, I mean that for real, like have a good logo that is relatable to 2018. And that is, uh, you're, that is, that is, you're trying to reach the, the next generation or the, your target audience essentially. So one, have a good logo. I want to add on to yeah. that too. Logo and colors. Think of yes. your colors smart. If you're stuck on colors, Google provides a list of compatible colors that you can find in about 10 minutes. Yeah. And please don't do purple and gold. Like, yeah, no, that's like, over overplayed. Not worth it. Yeah. I mean, this is not 1986 anymore. 
And so um, <laughs> hopefully your church does not have red carpet. And if they do, you should rip it up and just paint the floor, paint the cement underneath red or not red. That's and horrible. Everything should be black. Ceiling tiles, walls, I, everything. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, <laughs> so uh, I remember, side note, I remember one time they, were, they asked me whenever we move into the building, they're like, what colors do you want to paint? I was like, black. They're like, no, seriously, what colors? I'm like, no, I'm being serious. And so black everywhere. Yeah, we settled with a darker gray, but um, still good. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, dark. But yeah, anyways, so uh, one, have, have a good logo. Make sure you've got your slogan or your mission or uh, what you're trying to, to do as, as kind of your tagline. And then from there, just start putting up simple posts. Um, and so there's, there's actually a church plant in our area who I found out about this church plant through them having a uh, decent website, actually a pretty, pretty good website. And they had a great logo and they ran a Facebook ad targeting the market, uh, the Albany area. So I saw, you know, uh, this church name, they had 300 something likes on their Facebook page. Not, they won't even be around for another year. And so I clicked on it. I went to the website. The website was clean. The website gave me the information that I needed to know. Uh, it was up to date. And so I actually messaged the pastor and I said, hey, I see that you're new in town. I'd love to meet for coffee. And we met for coffee last week. But he did a $10, $15 Facebook ad. Uh, and, and, and again, didn't overcomplicate it with the content. It was a picture with the link to the website. And hey, we're a new church coming in town. We'd love to meet. Yeah, and that's just another old. Uh, you just mentioned another old school tactic that shouldn't be there anymore. Is your website, your post doesn't need a thousand. Your website, your post doesn't need a thousand words, a thousand pictures, a thousand seven pages. Probably more if you actually know the URL. But in terms right. of in the menu, seven pages. Info, mission. You know how to volunteer, how to contact us, Location. how to give. Yeah, and I yeah, think I think, that's, I think that's really it. So you people don't want to dig around. Uh, I forget the exact statistic, but I mean any time someone's looking for information on your site and normally has to go more than three clicks deep, you lost them. Yeah. And, and let me, let me say this also as well. And, and maybe this is a stretch for a smaller church. Um, so pro church tools, uh, pro church nation, if you want to call them pro church tools, just released a stat that 84% of churches do not use social media for their main platform for marketing. 84%. That is huge. That is huge, huge, huge. And so what you're, and, and here's, here's the thing that I think the argument is, well, a lot of people like paper, a lot of people like uh, handouts, a lot of people like bulletin, a lot of people like getting, yeah, well, what about all the people like me that I get that stuff and I immediately throw away? But if I'm online and I see a great link or I see a great article from a church or I see an ad, I will gladly click on it and I will start surfing the Internet. And I know all of my friends will as well. And, and so really it comes down to are you going to cater to um, uh, uh, the 1980s? And I, I, I'm not bashing the 80s. I'm an 80s child. Right. So are you going to cater to the 1980s or are you going to shift your focus and start catering to 2018, 2019 that's coming up upon us? Yeah. And even at the very least, if you live in the town, like as we said, mailers work in Rensselaer, but they don't work everywhere. Right. You have that social media presence to back up maybe what that person who likes paper saw at the Stewart's, which no one probably knows about, but there's yeah, they have gas stations, yeah, great ice cream. bulletin boards, wherever they may have gotten that paper. If they go home and go on 
on Facebook, whatever, and see the same content, the same ad in a digital media presence, it just enforces it even more. So you're reaching that demographic that's different, but also backing up what they happen to see in passing as they were getting coffee. Yeah, totally. And so going, going back to what, what you need to do to get started, one, come up with a good logo. Two, make sure your website is clean, easy to read, and up to date. Uh, that you give people the information and man, make sure that it's easily like you can click on a link and it's easy to navigate through because especially on a mobile device, it gets extremely frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. You almost got to plan that too. So uh, you almost think about the people who search for churches, today's demographic and stuff. Again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you almost want to have your website more mobile friendly than desktop friendly. I mean, most of the time, if I mean, even the examples you had today, hey, I was passing through town. They probably Googled that while they were in the car. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So a mobile website is definitely something that used to be an afterthought in, uh, you know, the 90s, early 2000s. Now it's if like, if you don't have a mobile site and I get brought to a church website that just looks the same as a desktop, I'm done, I'm out. You're gonna lose them right away. Yeah, and that's another thing that Google nowadays looks for as well is how how compatible are you yeah, to a Safari yeah. or, or whatever. And and so uh, so clean, clean website. So logo, clean website. And then from there, start simple post pictures. Look great, pictures of your community on Facebook, Instagram, um, uh, Twitter. Uh, here's one thing. I don't recommend Snapchat for churches. I personally don't. I think that it's dying out. I know a lot of people still use it, but they use it for the wrong reason. So I'm not going to recommend that for churches. Uh, but I would say those three, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, those three platforms, if you do it right, uh, it, you can do it well. And then don't be afraid to, you know, say your budget's $100 a month. Put that $100 a month towards targeted who you're trying to reach Facebook ads. And Facebook now owns Instagram. So if you have a Facebook ad, guess what? You're going to have an Instagram ad automatically. And you're going to reach more people that way. And here's another thing. And, and this, is a, this is a testament because I was, very, I was very closed off to this. And so I want to talk sp specifically to pastors, worship leaders, senior leadership in a church. Um, you need to be on every major social media platform. And you need to be posting both church stuff, organizational stuff, but also your personal stuff. And so one of the things that I never wanted to do, and we had a guy in our church who kind of rebuked me, I never wanted to make church about Michael Moore. I never wanted to push my videos or push my sermons or anything else like that. And he turned to me and he goes, um, I can tell you who Joel Olstein is. I can't tell you where he pastors. I can tell you who T.D. Jakes is. I can't tell you the name of his church. I can tell you who Andy Stanley is. I can't tell you the name of his church. And if you're a church guy, you know all the answers to that. But people outside of the church, they don't know that. And so whenever he said that, it really stuck with me. And so I, I beginning of this year, I started you know, messing around with, I'm going to record a 45-second clip or have someone record a 45-second clip of me preaching, and I'm going to promote it for $5 on Instagram, and I'm going to see what happened. And we have had countless number of people who have come to our church and still attend our church because of my personal Instagram of me putting a video up there, promoting it with a link to the church website or a link to uh, my personal profile that then links to the website um, that, that have come in. And, and so now the Insta and here's another thing, my Instagram following has exponentially grown because I've been more intentional about posting quality content in relation to what I do. Um, that also backs up the mission and the vision of the church. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely mixing that personal and organizational accounts. There definitely there's a balance, but you gotta. You, there needs to be a balance. You can't just do one without the other. 
Yeah, totally. Totally. And so, and it is weird because my personal Instagram has, I don't know, four or five times the amount of the church, but I'm always posting about church stuff. And right. so we have people, literally one guy, I, I remember sitting down with him. I was talking to him. I was like, hey man, great guy. And um, I was like, how did you hear about the church? And he goes, well, I'm a college student and I saw a 45 second clip. It was a sponsored ad of you preaching. I clicked on it. Your message hit me directly. And so here I am. I'm coming to the church now. Yeah. And he brought friends. And yeah. it was like, okay, that's that's a win. That's yeah. a huge win. And I literally spent five dollars. Five stinking dollars. Yeah. No, that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. So you go go ahead. You're about. I was to say gonna something. say, is there, is there anything else so you can? Just yeah. Oh, I would. It. Yeah. I would just say, um, Google is your friend. And and so if you Google YouTube, there are videos out there that show you how to do this on a limited or next to nothing budget. Um, and then the other thing is for everyone who is building their budget for 2019, because we are entering into the fall season, I would encourage you to include a uh, marketing budget uh, in your church budget. And I would I would challenge you to even up the percentage of what you're thinking. So say you're at $1,000 a year, up into 15, excuse me, up into 1,500. Um, if you're at 5,000, up into 7,500, whatever it may be. And, and just challenge yourself with that because I, I really do believe that in today's day and age, we can get more bang for our buck and we will see a greater return uh, if we do this correctly and strategically. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, for everyone listening, if you want to hear more about uh, what C Church's marketing looks like or just uh, how we do marketing on a budget in general, you can email us podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Um, you know, we'll be happy to answer your questions about what it's like to push Facebook posts uh, what our website looks like, what we pay for it, uh, all that stuff. Uh, if you want to follow Michael Moore on Instagram, Twitter, you name it, all the stuff we just talked about, he's at Mike Moore ALB uh, or the real Mike Moore dot com. Uh, yeah, no, no. I just want to share a quick story about this. Yeah, all go right, ahead. Real quick. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. right, totally. Yeah. We can add this. In. I promise you. This after this, I'm done. So I just got back from the Hillsong <laughs> Conference, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so there was a guy down there. Uh, his name is Todd Bishop, and Todd, hopefully you'll listen to this, uh, but Todd Bishop spoke a sermon at a, at a church up here that I wasn't even attending. I just went to a Saturday night service, and his sermon was kind of the, the seal with starting City Church, or White Couch at the time, and so I was having a conversation with him, and I was like, Todd, it's so good to meet you. Because of the words that you spoke, it led me to start this church, blah, 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 and he's like, well, what's your name? And I go, Mike Moore, and he goes, Mike, Mike Moore, Mike Moore ALB, and I'm like, yep. He's like, yep. I follow you on Instagram. And so it was just, really, great. It was yeah, just yeah. really cool. Like yeah, he yeah. knew me by my hashtag and knew about the church of the hash or the, the, my tag, whatever it is. Uh, and so I just thought really, really, again, another testament of the power of social media because we were there with 16,000 people. So, yeah, no, that's good. So if you ever meet Michael Moore, please be sure to say that he is at Mike Moore ALB. Yes. Next time you see him. So, uh, thanks for listening. That's all we have this week. We'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, we just want to remind you about the night of worship that is happening October 12th at 7 p.m. at the Washington Armory in downtown Albany, New York. We want to invite you, your team, and your church to come be a part of a historical night of worship where we're going to be lifting up the name of Jesus. On top of that, we want to honor pastors and worship leaders and give back to our community. For more information on this free, free night of worship, please visit us at insideoutgroup.org forward slash Mac. That's insideoutgroup.org forward slash M-A-C-K. We look forward to seeing you there.